Episode 5 of Dynamite Neddy. Oh, big jobbies, wee jobbies, lots of little gamey jobbies. I'm here with my pal Andy MacArthur. How's it going, Andrew? I'm <laughs> And my other friend here, Michael McCormick. Oh, hi. How's it going? And everything the light touches is our kingdom. It's Mick Clockerty coming in from the toilet. All right, Billy, hello. Um, can you just light yourself out? Uh, well, so, how are we getting on, boys? Aye, not bad, man, not bad. Hey. Should we start this? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Billy, Billy Connolly, play, you need to pay him by the hour, and fucking, we only paid him for a fucking two-minute intro. Better if you um, the Wilderbeast sketch. What's the Wilderbeast sketch? Uh, Billy! Agnes. Billy! Agnes. What is that? Andy wanted, what is it? You know what I'm where the your kid only's a line and the line is? And eh. Uh, oh, fuck off, son! We <laughs> oh. an extra 50 quid! <laughs> right, anyways, Rocket Night Adventures. No, you can't just go. <laughs> Nay, foreplay! Nay, foreplay! You can't, you've got to preheat your oven. There's a format! Oh, Sai! What have you been playing? I've been playing Sunless Skies, have you heard it? No. So um, it's kind of part of a series of um, three games of, um, set in the same kind of universe. Um, the first one was called Fallen London, which is a kind of browser um, free to play type game. And there's a sequel called Sunless Sea, which was, which is cool. And it was an interesting setting and stuff, but it was quite, it was kind of hard to recommend. It was really solid. It was kind of roguelike elements in like. You basically you were a, um, a, like you had a, a ship on this kind of underground sea, and you would visit different ports and um, kind of do do quests. But um, I was constantly like running out of fuel, running out of supplies, and having to eat my crew and then descend into madness. <laughs> um, and you'd have to restart the game. And, it sounds like, kind of like that darkest dungeon again. kind of part, or like where they fucking they all get PTSD and fucking kleptomania and shit like that <laughs> when you're going dungeoneering. Yeah, like, you, have like, <laughs> you have a you have a sanity like a kind of sanity here, right. and then as you go. Um, it's game over if you can reach the kind of highest level of insanity and you start um, your, crew, your crew mutinies against you and kills you. Um, but Sunless Skies is the sequel and it's it's better in, in every way. It's kind of it's set like um, it's a kind of interesting setting. It's um that's kind of been built Steampunk, up over the three games. It's a wee bit zeppelins are kicking about everywhere. Yeah, and... it's, it's a wee bit steampunk, but that kind of does it a, a bit of a disservice. Steampunk? steampunk is this. It's like. Um, the kind of the sort of the idea of what the future would be like, the way they thought of it in Victorian times. Just imagine an unattractive goth lassie wearing a top hat and funny goggles and that steampunk. Yeah, yeah. and it's got like a, it's got like gears and like pipes that attached to it for no fun- functional reason. Is that like a cyberpunk? <laughs> yeah. The, the why yeah. comes with the same like, the word kind of means the same sort of um, yeah, it's a kind of subculture. But, so um, it's like. Cleaning chimneys, but with like a fucking cyber suit on. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> very much so, man. I sorted, man. Yeah, kind of robotic chimney sweep. That's uh, who's that's the guy with a diagnosis number. Then Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke, that type of thing. Yeah. Greatest Cockney accent to have ever been recorded on film. <laughs> yeah, they all go to conventions dressed up as Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see if steampunk was a wee bit mad about dressing up as Dick Van Dyke, got a chitty chitty bang bang, I'd be all over it. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. I'm Mary Poppins, Rally, what am I talking Just about? Just take steam, take cyber off and give Johnny Rotten. 
<laughs> have you seen how? Have you seen Johnny Rotten recently? I just kid on it's not happened, man. I just kid on. Have you seen? Have you seen the pictures of twenty nineteen Johnny Rotten? It's not real. It's fucking real. That's what he looks like now. He's massive. He's massively overweight, and he goes, "I think everyone should vote you, Kip. That's the true rebellion." Team supply a butter in it. It's a deal with the devil, isn't it? Because he's British. <laughs> what people fail to appreciate is when Sid Vicious wore a swastika on his T-shirt. We actually meant that. It was. Sid Vicious, tragic. Guy was only twenty-one. Oh, he was he? 21, and he had a long, long happy life of beating his girlfriends ahead of him. It's such a shame that he overdosed. <laughs> he didn't kill her, but he was slapping her about, man. Nancy Spongin took a fucking kick in. It was an overdose. So it was the drugs that killed her. It's the drugs, man. No, <laughs> no, a couple of young lives. Can I live him? Can I live without him? <laughs> well, you can, but that's enough. She was Fenver Clyde as well. Aye, man. Bye, sunless guys. Um, so it's kind of so. This one is like um, a funny edit in this episode. Uh, <laughs> Give <laughs> 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 right, it to me. Give 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 it to me. it was so like they obviously they never went to space they didn't quite know it was there they, but they thought it was kind of just like like there was there was air and there was kind of like um, there was kind of wildlife and stuff there so it's like it's quite a kind it's of also in how does it play is it like a <laughs> is it like a strategy kind of simulation type thing it's um it's an RPG it's quite text heavy so like the you're um, you travel around in a, a spaceship that looks like a steam train <laughs> and um, ah you. Pretty cool, yeah, punk. I'm like, it's a cool. What? What kind of punk? Steampunk. Steampunk. Yes, that's what we're getting at. Victoria punk's a way better name. <laughs> um, yeah, it's set um, in, the, in the future, um, well, kind of alternate history where Queen Victoria made a deal with these intergalactic creatures that wanted to control <laughs> London. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just like real life, actually. <laughs> David Icke. Are they were called Spanish. orange men. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were called fucking reptilians. David Icke. Like, we've destroyed all the Catholics in the past and the present, and we want, we're worried about Catholics in the future now. <laughs> Queen Victoria made a deal with intergalactic creatures that wanted to take control of London oh, and drag it, drag, it sea, um, drag it underground um, to a kind of hidden lake that lives underneath the earth and doesn't obey the, the laws, the natural laws of earth. And chapter two of Mein Kampf starts with. <laughs> and in this one, um, she has... They've left Earth, they've kind of colonised space, they've figured out a way to mine crystals that contain time. So... Queen Victoria is basically immortal because she uses these crystals to stay alive forever by slowing down. Is time. the plot that you have that you get a killer? Are you fighting against her? Um, so there's kind of yeah, there's different factions. Um, you, like in each um, section of the game, there's kind of two factions that you can Because I want to take down Space Victoria. So like, in the yeah. first, the first kind of area you're in is like kind of um, it's a star system. It's kind of like the the Wild West in that time, and you can ally with the government of London, which is now in space. Or a kind of independence movement. So I obviously Space Yanks. <laughs> obviously is signed up with the Space Yanks. Um, there's also a section later in the game um, where you find a, a factory where the like one of the kind of it's like a world that um, uh, makes all the kind of industries like a big industrial world. 
but um, they use these time crystal things so that if you you can work like an eight hour day in the space of an hour. So the people that work in the factories, they go to work in the factories and they're aging faster than um, the uh, They come back home with their family and they're old and their family's still the same age. That's what happened I'm to working class people in slums though. You would get fucking 30 year olds that looked as if they were 60 because they just fucking worked like 12 hour shifts all the time and fucking were haggard. Like, so I'm, I'm, like, I mean, I'm only 30. <laughs> So I'm currently doing a, a quest line where I'm um, yeah, supplying the, uh, the workers with, um, with supplies so that they can revolt against the people yes. in the factory. Season yeah. means a production, are you? Yeah, so right. season time itself. Have you been so well. playing anything new yourself, Mr MacArthur? As a matter of fact, I have. I'm sure she won't mind me saying, but I fell out with my missus for a week, so I spent a whole week playing No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no woman's Sky, mate. <laughs> no woman, no <laughs> sky. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, right, uh, No Man's Sky. I read about it in a magazine, and apparently it gives you an open world universe to fly about in. And we all know, I'm not going to make any bones about it, right, but I have a wee token again, right, on it. No bones about it, I like a fucking puff, right? You were saying, aye, it's a good weed game. Aye, aye, you're flying about the universe going from planet to planet. Every planet's accessible. There's an infinite, apparently, number of stellar systems, each with unique planets that are generated as... Like procedurally generated or something like that. The world builds around you or something. It sounded... Well, that was why everybody was so hyped for it, because it sounds, in principle, cool as fuck. And uh, to add to that, it's multiplayer as well. So if you... But to build a base on a planet, you can invite people to come and. But you are. So you're on Xbox, No Man's Sky. Yeah. If I was to go on PlayStation, we couldn't be in the same universe, I take it. Nah, that's not a day with No Man's Sky universe, that's meant to do uh, with capitalism. And <laughs> well, <laughs> but, aye, but, yeah, but, yeah, but you can't play it together. It's a valid point. A PC, you can but it's the same as other game. But, um, aye, but it's shite. It is shite. Like. But uh, in terms of like, building bases and stuff, do you. There's four modes. There's um, normal and then obviously hard survival. And there's a good mode called, well, I think it's good, it's called creative mode. Case you haven't Turns it into Minecraft, does it not? So you, you don't, so you don't do any of the survival stuff, you ah, can just make your own wee huts and that. I have <laughs> frigates and fucking. I, I, I had the fucking empire within an hour, right? Flying about <laughs> the fucking universe, man. And there's three stories you can pick, right? Um, I've not played the other two yet, but I'm playing the one that you've got to get to the centre of the galaxy. But I'm expecting to find a fucking supermassive black hole, right? And if I don't, <laughs> I'm going to be very pissed. Right? But I better find one. Uh, so anyways, you're going from planet to planet, and you're going down... Um, in creative mode, you don't die. But you sort of collect materials... Like to mining ore mining, and shit mining, like mining that, materials yeah. to make your ship faster. It's almost like you mine things and you craft yeah, other and things. You build like, bases and that, and you can actually build massive cities. Mining and, and crafting yeah, going on, there's isn't no, there? Like it's there's no, there's, <laughs> there's no like, A to B linear gameplay mode at all. It's like, cut about. You just cut about. But there was, a big, there was a big outcry when this game came out. The guy that made it, he promised, he promised, he promised uh, the universe essentially and then he, people were disappointed and, and to be honest he's quite clever he's quite clever because it can't really be you know unless you're a programmer which you are unfortunately so I'm going to rumble to you <laughs> right uh, if you're not a programmer you don't, you're not technically astute then you're never going to know that because to go from one start because the, the distances they reflect reality if you're travelling like four light years right that's going to take four years for you to get there going light speed in real life so unless you're going to keep your Xbox on for four years, you're never going to realise that it's not a real open universe. You have to warp between stellar systems. 
See, yeah, I think right. that was that seems like a kind of shortcut that was taken. Um, that is, like, we've not really got time to, to set it up in a way that you can actually travel. Uh, so, yeah, so you can actually view a full universe um, on the universe map. It's called funny enough. Fucking um, developer track man, that astral distance is pretty shocking, isn't it? I just <laughs> say Superman stands in a teleporter and it just takes you to the next level. Mate. <laughs> 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 if you don't even know if universe is infinite or not, so put it in a computer game. It's a pretty good. They've done it well, man, because... Well, we all know that it is, and that there are other realities where the greys live, um, and <laughs> the comic just likes to deny these things. But, yeah, um, I love talking about pseudo-scientific nonsense and entertaining mixed ideas about interdimensional aliens. It's my favourite pastime. Other philosophies are available. <laughs> um, but, I, so, yeah, going to the planet, planet. But, right, here we're going to get a, a, you know, a pish bit, right, as we would say in here. Um... Why have you seen Planet Planets? You've seen them all. I kind of got that feeling as well right. from looking at the stuff about it. Um, so the thing, like the thing about this kind of procedural generation, or what I've kind of heard about the game, is that like it's kind of like a million ways to combine the same like ten Lego bricks almost. Yeah. You've got right. A planet's up into categories. You've got toxic planet that requires you to mine to stay alive. You've got. Uh, planets Sorry Stop banging the table oh, You've got <laughs> Fucking Phil Collins over here That he starts saying I oh. can feel it coming In the air and You've got You've got, got Environmentally affluent planets With trees, grass And obviously critters 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 Right um, And then you've got Oh by the way Shout out to Steve Orban It was his anniversary yesterday oh. Fucking R.I.P I was actually Fox Stingrays I, I was actually Doing a, tra- a tribute To Anime Palin do you not think that Deck should have fucking sculled a bottle of vodka and crashed a car as well and be like nah we like brothers we do everything together so the planets are sort of set up in the categories like you've got the toxic planets that are totally anti everything we know but there is life still there but yeah. it's like tons aye orcs <laughs> <laughs> And then you've got like, environmentally affluent planets, which is um, copyright Andy Mack. Uh, trees, grass, oceans, everything. I got, find it quite interesting that used to the Perry have been playing space exploration games I, of late. No. So we link there. So you get uh, ocean planets, and then you've got my favourite low atmosphere planets. Low atmosphere planets is basically like the moon. Yeah. So when you're jumping, you. <laughs> or oh, oh fucking God. Hamden if you're sat near the front. <laughs> 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 Stadium. Middle Bank Stadium. <laughs> Used to call Atman. <laughs> because it had the fucking the, the long jump bit with sand and it looked like craters. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, man. We went to see Radiohead, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> right, so anyways, he cut about his planets, doing a bit of mining, doing a bit of this. But the best thing about No Man's Sky is the views. You're standing on the I should have mentioned you go to moons too, right? So you go to a moon and you're next to a big fucking Jupiter-sized planet. You can watch it coming up over the horizon in 4K, going over the top of you, and it feels like you can reach out and touch it. Well, this is why it's a good stoned game, isn't it? Because you're just fucking looking at shooting stars and all sorts of, like... I also kind of a a stoner link. He was apparently quite inspired by, like, the album covers of old 70s progressive rock. Ah, Yes, and that. It's yeah, man. And in fact, just this whole scale, uh, the the worlds, is pretty impressive. Planets, man. And if you walk, you can actually walk around the full planet and it will generate an actual sphere, spherical planet, on a scale... Of yourself and that planet. I don't get why it's like as big as Earth and stuff, but Aye. I think it takes a few years to walk in. Which is pretty amazing. But 
as I said, there's limitations. Obviously, we're talking about consoles here, um, and they can only generate a certain amount of different planets. They try their best, that, but you didn't notice that there's a bit of repetition. It's like I've, I've played Chemical Plant Zone now. Time for fucking Chemical Plant Zone, but the slime geller. Yeah. <laughs> well, overall, man, I tell you what. Um, if you get into this game expecting Destiny or something, right, you would be raging. But if you get into this game as I was going in, just to explore space and get drunk. Whatever. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pay fucking triple A prices for it. But nah, see, for a fucking something I could pick up fucking on a cheap and play owned, I would fucking. Quite I, I would take a pop at it's it, a, man. It's a progression. It's been getting updated for the last maybe two or three years. So there's always new stuff coming in. You know, there's a lot. There's a big um, base of players as well, which means that if you're on a planet, you suddenly make land on a planet and come in and check your base out, and you can trade mm. with them and stuff like that. So it's everybody's an in space person, and it's just it's like. Just imagine 20 years ago a game like this, it wouldn't have happened and you'd be sitting playing Tomb Raider, triangle tits and that, and now we can fly about universes. Yeah, but also you fight a dinosaur in Tomb Raider, and it means a lot to me. <laughs> but I've, I've been playing, in terms of the podcast anyway, since we were last recording, uh, Persona 5 has been my big fucking I really want to play game. Persona 5. Don't. Don't <laughs> no. Will it destroy your life? What is Persona One, Two, Three, and Four? Oh, right, that needs that. To, to be honest, Andy, it need that needs a podcast on its own. Okay. I, I'm not. I'm not even being glib there. Like, um, it's a lot to get into. But uh, Persona Five was like, you know, when you hear about these fucking Chinese people and internet cafes that piss themselves and let their wings starve to death and that that's because nice. they can't stop playing a certain computer game. My brother got me it for Christmas. And after a, 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 I put it on the first time, and I was like, oh, I'll maybe check out the first hour or two of this. And then I played it for seven hours. And then by the end of the first week, I'd played it for like 30 hours or something. I don't know. When, <laughs> when was I sleeping? I don't know. Um, I just couldn't stop playing it uh, because I loved it so much. I'm doing New Game Plus on it just now. I'm fucking replaying it, just trying to complete all the social links I missed and stuff like that. I think games like that are bad for me. I think there's you've got an addictive, addictive personality I don't, I don't know if it is an ad- it, do you think it's an addictive personality like thing where like, it fills in something for uh, me like it getting man. wrecked or uh, smoking or something like that that's like actually quite a therapeutic thing because you're not out getting smashed and like fucking up I, I'm fucking I'm in my brain I'm hanging about my Japanese high school wings and <laughs> fighting psychological demons in their brains and stopping paedophiles from running their schools but that's what makes you happy man that's what makes you happy and you're not just I don't even know if it does because I loved it so much and it's probably one of my top games ever made in that but at the end of the day I sunk like a hundred odd hours into it so far and I'm a happier person I don't want to hang on you're happy at the time <laughs> you're happy enough to sit in a mountain tap one Oh, representing Greenock Morton today, I'm usually obviously uh, I'm more of a Celtic supporter, but um, well, we'd be more of a Celtic aligned podcast, I would argue. But representing a hometown team today with a fucking you have used the word Huns about five times. I do it's one of my favourites. I'm, without any, without I'm, any content. I'm tempted to grow a Catholic hairdo as well. This is uh, Dortmund esque Morton top I've got on. It's a loomy yellow and black. It's a cracker. Uh, any other news other than what we've been playing? 
We're going to have a long rambly intro ah, today because uh, yeah, my, my game section is going to be shorter anyway, so fuck it. Slightly low on content. It's been so long since we last recorded. Well, that's why we're all a wee bit excited exactly. and we're talking about shit first. Let's just say Happy New Year to everybody. Happy, Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year, listeners. It's a bit weird saying that now because it's nearly fucking March. But also, this podcast hasn't been uploaded yet and none of the podcasts have been uploaded yet, so we kind of exist outside of linear time. Aye. Rapidly approaching Brexit as well. We could actually pretend that this was like the second of January. Obviously, we fucked that now, but I mean, we can say here, guys, if you're listening to... right, there's still time to stop the asteroids. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, man. Was what it is... no mad when No Deal Brexit went through and um, we all started eating each other's flesh and that? Like... You know what I miss? <laughs> you know what I miss? <laughs> Running water, it never glued me. I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't even have enough bottle caps to buy um, some fuel today, so I was raging. Hold on, I just grab a young team to win that game and try to steal our oranges. <laughs> <laughs> I we had to, uh, have the, the last cache of citrus left in the west uh, of Scotland. I had Actually, to kill a man the other day to get my next door neighbour's insulin, so that was. <laughs> I've actually had to digitise my orange and become uh, vitamin C plus plus now. <laughs> right, Mr. McCormick, you want to tell us why you picked. I'm going to say live a live alive. I would I would call it live alive. Right, um, tell us why you picked live alive for Mr. Clockerty. Yeah, so I know Mick's um, kind of massive RPG fan. It's better well, he's a massive Final Fantasy fan, um, kind of Squaresoft junkie. Um, and I figured that there might be a few um, obscure Square games that he hadn't played. And yeah, Live Alive is, is one of them. Um, so it's quite a kind of quirky, sort of un- unusual wee game. Um, the whole um, idea of like playing as different characters across space and time. Um, actually, like robots and mutants and stuff. Not yeah. that many women, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I thought he might sink his teeth into it. So I'm interested to hear what he has to say. I liked it. I mean, it was fucking cool. Like, conceptually, from the word go, I was down. I'm like, I like this. You've got little snapshots of different sort of heroes' journeys across different periods of time. Uh, you know, the sci-fi ones and the modern-day one where you're a wrestler who has to go around picking up different fighting styles. Um, mechanically, you've got a grid-based fighting system where you move around at the same time. It's kind of turn-based, but you can move as well. Um, a wee bit kind of fucking fractured butthole-ish before it's time. Um, <laughs> That's a weird thing uh, to say without any context. <laughs> We're talking about the um, uh, South Park game. I think people, if you're listening to this, you know what the fractured butthole is. I don't. <laughs> and he was quite surprised. Uh, <laughs> fractured butthole. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> That's physically possible, is it? <laughs> it's a, a grid-based, uh, turn-based RPG system. But um, I, I didn't get the chance to play through uh, more than like two or three of the main stories I only completed one of them because um, it's another one of these things that was only released in Japan and has only been made available to Westerners through uh, you know ROM community emulation um, so the first ROM that I tried for it the text kept spilling out the boxes and like <laughs> spilling down below the the screen. Uh, I couldn't really understand what was going on there. I was trying to be a cowboy and I kind of lost investment in that one because, <laughs> you know, the the people were 
talking too much and it remembered <laughs> the boxes didn't work. And then I tried the one where I was an old kung fu master and I was going about from fucking town to town. Man, those are the, the ones that, those are the two I gravitated towards as well. I, I can't remember what I was saying. Yeah, so I, I played the kung fu master level and uh, the text changed from English back into Japanese. Um, <laughs> they wanted, they wanted to immerse you in um, yeah. what it's like to live in Japan. But, um, I should have played the caveman stages because there's no text in those. It's all just fucking emojis that pop up almost and communicate the story without text. See, that's one like of the things I like about it. Like the, um, all the different chapters are kind of have got kind of unusual quirks and like the, the mechanics and that may work a wee bit differently. Sometimes it kind of works and sometimes it doesn't. The Kung Fu one, you're kind of you're a Kung Fu master and you're training up your successor. Aye. Is this a square, so, square game? Yeah. Square. Aye, it wasn't one of the big, bigger budget ah. ones, I don't think. They well, it was never out here either, aye. Yeah. This is for the SNES, aye? Yes. A SNES. So. Aye. I would say SNES. Aye. Um, but um, it's it's a bit of a shame that I can't really... I could, I'm, it's something I'm probably going to go back to. Um, I don't know why I'd never heard of it or played it because it's the type of thing where if I had been 13 or 14 and, you know, I was fucking playing Chrono Trigger ROMs and Secret of Mana and getting into all these RPGs that I hadn't played because we had a Sega, um, this is the type of thing that I would have been fucking body deep into, man. I would have probably been a wee bit obsessive. I, I would have certainly completed all the stories and done the ending and that. But Aye, That's that's kind of how I, I, I got to know it, like just um, playing all the, the main ones. So you played like it when that. you were a wee guy? Yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you partial to a piss fist? What? <laughs> Right, this is a screenshot from Live. <laughs> screenshot from Level Live, and um, in I think it's the I think the Mecha chapter, um, one of the, the fighters has an ability called Pissed Fist. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and I, guess, uh, I think in that context you mean annoyed, not, <laughs> not drunk or uh, urine, black, black cat, not no, urine no. soaked. We did have the disappearing dad trope in a couple of chapters again as oh, well, oh, so it's, it's alive and well. Right. Um, <laughs> But unfortunately, I've not got that much to say about Live Alive other than I wished I could have played better. Um, and I had problems with fucking not having a laptop and internet outages and shit like that in my flat as well. So all round, it's just a wee bit of a fucking missed opportunity for something that I could have probably got more into. But I had trouble finding a working ROM and I had trouble fucking getting on at all. I think it was part of those two <laughs> Splatters 2 you just didn't like very much and I think well didn't want to hurt my feelings or something like that <laughs> see based on your, your dad's trope I had, I've been kind of stewing this over the past few days who do you think is the worst dad in gaming oh. I have an answer <laughs> Look, give me your answer first uh, I'm going to go Heihachi <sighs> he's a good granda though is he? He's a good granda. Did they oh. never fight his grandson at any point? It, 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 for whatever reason, he thought Kazuya was a wee ball bag. <laughs> flung him off a cliff into lions and I to try and toughen him up. I'm but he was always fucking very... Uh, Nepotistic with gin. He fucking kind of big gin up. Mold, and he kind of moulded him. Kind of moulded gin to fight Kazuya because he hated Kazuya, but he liked gin. Oh, okay. So although he was a bad da, decent granda. I want to tell you think he's the worst in gaming? I have to tell you why. Don't ever give up, my son. I, I would have thought he was a good gin. I think. No, I think he, he's he's yeah. kind of like the dad that's like um, 
No, he, he doesn't see his kids very often. He only sees them once in a blue moon. But when he does, he comes and brings them back to life. Wrestler, in a wrestler, in a days a year and fighting fucking crime. Your dad, Pokemon Red and Blue, is a shiter because the wee he, he's never seen or heard from, and the wee guy makes reference to him all the time. Like when you click on the games console and the Celadon department store, he's like, "My dad likes puzzle games." Oh. And then, like, when you're leaving, he's like. Oh, my dad would be proud of me for being a Pokemon master. Like, he never says that he's dead or that. He's just no there. Sure, he's just come there. Is it Adventure 2? Who's that? What his uncle? The poor left him. The next uncle? Evil. Oh, no. Uh, Gerald. Gerald, he makes a space call on the arc and that. He might have been that, he pure left robotic. Oh, did he? Is that how he turned out bitter and resentful? Aye. I'll tell you who's a shite dad, but also kind of a topper of a dad. Is your dad an earthbound? He's never there, but I mean, fuck he, man, give him a phone and he'll send you 20 grand. I mean, no a, questions he, asked. He funds your quest, mate. Live alive. I would maybe recommend you check it out if you're into retro SNES RPGs. It's something that I'm going to be revisiting when I can actually get a fucking working ROM of. Um, What's the problem? Just any ROMs at all that work in English now? Translation. I, I think it was a dodgy patch. See, for instance, like, oh, see for getting Secret of Mana 2 and stuff like that. Fucking no bother, man. I just did complete translation. Plenty of people doing the same thing, and usually it's just a race I remember it reminded me of, see, when I was a wee guy, I'd been playing through Final Fantasy V on this dodgy translation, man. And I, I got into. I got into the void, right? You're talking fucking very end of game stuff, right? So everything's coming to a head, and you keep fighting. When you go into the other dimension, you fight Gilgamesh over and over again. Um, he's this fucking recurring baddie that fucking shows up again and again and again. And I got into the void, and fucking he shows up, and fucking I didn't fight with him. And we're like, ah, Gilgamesh, what are you doing here? And I'm like, ah, fuck, man, he's about to turn good. Uh, and then. Gilgamesh's dialogue box said fill in later <laughs> there you go the folk that fair play the guys that translate ROMs like you can now but they're not unpaid I know and it's a labour of love but I'm, not, I'm not that mad at it and it's it's a funny memory but at the time I was like fuck me man what does Gilgamesh want imagine that I see him to shame you too yeah. <laughs> continue exactly. oh my god concluded, just... concluded in part he literally looks at the big mirror thing and realises he's got special powers and he's like oh my god I've just realised what the secret is buy Shenmue 3 <laughs> 19 years later we're still fucking waiting people, <laughs> people are devoting like their time and energy so that you can play Lunar 2 in Basque like it's, yeah. it's amazing shout out to Basque aren't they? oh man like um, well, this is why I had, I had a passion project where I was translating Final Fantasy 6 into Scottish you were translating Final Fantasy 6 <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was translating Final Fantasy 6 into Scottish um, um, Tara had the slave crown on and she said my head's fucking nipping and the old man was like settle down hen empire outside don't cause a fucking rammy and <laughs> basically putting fucking hunters of swear words on it was because I'd seen these couple of pals translated into Arabic just because they fucking loved it and they wanted it to be in their own fucking chat and I was like, yeah. ah, that's cool as fuck, Can man. Can you make a GRPG that's based on a young team of Europe? 
Man, you can get RPG Maker and you can do the very thing. That's fucking easy man. peasy. I've got a million RPG who's Maker gonna, ideas. Who's going to be the good? Who's going to be the, the keep the good the pe- the good young team? You're not going to have a good and a bad. It's going to be more. It's, be, it's going to be like Game of Thrones. It's going to be more like gonna, You're not going to be capitalist and say the West are the best. No. Yeah. Well, it's like it's, it's throne versus the maybe. It's not who's good and who's bad. It's who's the Lannisters. <laughs> who's the Starks. What else? What would be the ultimate weapon that you have to do a side quest? Roman <laughs> that's like a one use only thing <laughs> you have to save that one for the final boss but, so anyway that's my final two cents on fucking live alive what the fuck's this what? don't I read about, about alive alive here about the, the characters alive I alive all Jin Shang Queen Ayashi is an old kung fu master seeking to pass his art before he dies legit his three pupils are obese yet agile <laughs> A boy named Yan Joe, who stood up to the local gangsters. Oboro Mabo, a ninja of Enma with great potential, set on an important mission, provided they can lose weight. The Sundown Kid is a wandering cowboy famous for the skill of a gun. And Tahara Masaru is a wrestler with a dream of being the strongest fighter in the world. These are a, different chapters in Live Who possesses a strong affinity for cake. What the fuck is this game all about? You've got different scenarios that you play through. Do you remember in Final Fantasy VI where a fucking river, you get to the river bit and then you pick, am I going to play Locke's campaign oh, or am I going to play Sabin's or am I going to... So, it's just that, but it's 12 different people, man, yeah, and it's, it's all like across history. All different, yeah, yeah, times, basically. We play value, man. Well, you, 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 you do play all three in order to go oh, forward. Fucking couldn't leave that game. You ain't done in... No. Did you, ever, did you ever finish it? Didn't. See, when it got to the world of ruin, that's when the meme was born. And I had to. Ah, so it, like, you, quite you literally were, a world of ruin uh, that you yeah. entered. <laughs> <laughs> financial, financial ruin. I didn't even play that. 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 I didn't even play a lot of them seem to be based off um, films. Well, was, was this yeah, similar story? Literally films. three. Was this yeah. set in prehistoric times? Does well, the there's game, a caveman there's a chapter. chapter. Yeah. Feudal Japan as well. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause like the um, the the robot one kind of put me in mind of Alien. Oh man, see, yeah, this is why I need to fucking revisit it and try and get a fucking working copy. The cowboy one, I guess, was um, the Dirty Dozen. You know, you're kind of like you're trying to get the bandits out of town. You're trying to recruit folk to work. I like Rio Bravo. Or something. five. The Runaway Five. Oh, from the Upbound Eye, man. Really? Oh, it was the Blues Brothers, but oh. they fucking. Oh. For the Western release, they had to change it to the, the Runaway Five. <laughs> Whereas in, in Japan, it was pure, like, check it out, man, it's the Blues Brothers, and <laughs> so they didn't give a fuck. Runaway Five. Can I tell you Oh, of course you can. Runaway Five, right? Yeah. Up to where I played it anyway, Runaway Five, that's banned, right? Yeah. And you get this tune called Fosun. No, what well, do you first meet them in? Oh, aye, I wish you that, but you get two son and then three and then four side. Aye, right, four side, right? Yeah, uh, they've been that right. They're playing at a, they're playing at a amphitheater, a theater, right? Yeah. But they can't afford to pay a plane. Yeah. So you've got to go and get a fuck. You've got to go to desert you, and get a. For you, you need to buy out their contract oh. a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to be doing, you've got to be doing it, the mines. <laughs> he has fucking mad diamond or something. For <laughs> that. You've got to be doing, you've got to be doing the mines. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> and you've got to fight five bears that are <laughs> 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 Oh no! <it's> like... <laughs> 
this is uh, the the unusually large moles. Uh, and then I, every time every time you meet one of them, they go like, ah, I've got I've got two brothers that are weaker than me, and two brothers that are stronger than me. I'm mole number three. And then you meet the next one, and he goes, ah, here, I'm the third strongest mole. I've got two brothers that are weaker. So you're just like, what the fuck is going on in this game, man? I love Earthbound. So much. Yeah, incredible. And then you've got another one with Desert. Don't be sunburned, right? And, uh, <laughs> is sunburn a status effect? Oh, you oh, get you get sunstroke, guys. Yeah, sunstroke. You need to drink bottled water and have yeah, wet wipes. But see here, see when I first got to that desert, I did a double whammy, man, because Ness also got homesick. Have you oh, experienced the thing yet? Oh. See if you don't phone your mum on a reg. See if you don't see if you don't phone your mum on a reg. Ness will get homesick, man. It'll over. skip tongues because it'll be like, ah, oh, I'm a wee bit, I'm hanging about my arm and that. Is that not a Bob Dylan song? Sunburnt homesick. Subterranean homesick blues. Sunburnt homesick blues. Anyways, right, so what you do is you beat the moles, and for some reason the moles are sitting on this massive fucking diamond, right? Fair enough. And you get a diamond to take it back, and you pay the theatre to liberate the Runaway Five for no apparent reason. Um, <laughs> they always help you. They, they, well, the first, the first, the first time they help you is because t- you kind of get to three because there's too many ghosts in the tunnel. Right. But then when you pay after their contract, they blast ah. their tunes and you can drive through and it scares all the ghosts away. A new tune every time you see them. They've got a new tune, and they even get a wee cameo for the woman that sings. Aye, uh, what's her name again? Can't remember. This is your bound old man. Brilliant. You yeah. like Mother 3, didn't you? Yeah, I, I still need to 100% need to play Earthbound more. I've, I've started a couple of times. Play Earthbound more. Nice to finish it, but I'll, I'll, I know I'll love it. It's just a pure piss take of JRPGs mixed in with surrealism. And commentary on American culture. Pure surrealism, man. Yeah. Pure surrealism. Out of that shit, man. <laughs> Anyways. Um, right. So. Well, who who wants to... Do you want to talk about why you gave Mick uh, King of the Monsters in? Aye, no bother. Uh, King of the Monsters for the Neo Geo. Um, I'll be totally honest, I know this podcast is about to be um, giving games that we played when we were younger. I made an exception this time. No, and, and you, you know, we're flexible anyway. We're all flexible boys here. Obviously not one of us could afford a Neo Geo, right? <laughs> no, a God, fucking man, I don't, even, I don't even think there was one Neo Geo in Scotland. I couldn't have fucking looked at one. It would have been like, ah, here, you'll break it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you know an arcade platform? Well, it's it's, it's pretty much an arcade machine, I'll, man. I'll, it, it is an arcade machine arcade because machine. I had to put money in well, <laughs> to play the game. Neo Geo, right? The Neo Geo came as a console and an arcade machine, right? Basically, the cartridges had the full arcade um, unit. The fucking whole motherboard fucking oh, motherboard thing in it, man, aye. So they're about this fucking size. Ah, right? Giant things, aye. Giant things. They're about a grand each. Right? They're, they're, even, they're even about a grand each back end day. Yeah. And it's arcade perfect versions up to a certain point. Okay. So, and you could buy a Mega Drive version of the arcade game, but it would never be as good as the arcade game. Yeah. But you could buy the actual arcade game and put it in any oh, You've so got a fucking pure console. thing about that sprite work, man. You love that look. I have big sprites. Sprite, <laughs> <laughs> um, man. So, Anyways, right, King of the Monsters would never come out here. Japanese game. Um, imagine a cross between Rampage and Fire Pro Wrestling. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, that, that was something I was going to That's, bring up, That actually. sounds like my wee brother's fucking wet dream, to be honest, that chat that you say, you know. He loves it's Rampage. A game, it's a game <laughs> handcrafted by Aero. Um, I, um, I... I wasn't expecting a, a wrestling game when I went in. I thought it was going to be a like a, a kind of beat 'em up, like a not no. not beat 'em up, but like a, a street fighter or something. I, th- I thought it was a wrestling game, aye. Wrestling, mate. yeah. 
So it's kind of um, yeah, it's it's a wrestling game, but all the characters are like um, what Japanese would call kaiju, you know, like mm-hmm. giant monsters, like um, uh, kind of Godzilla. Which I'm a fucking shout out to Leo here, which, man. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> that like, I get happy revelation that's based on the bombs, which is a fucking mad. Yeah. Godzilla has a lot of subtext about fucking nuclear weapons. It's fucking bizarre. Wait, there, man. Wait, anyways. Um. So yeah, I mean, the game is like. It's a pure feast for the senses. Like um, you've got because the the whole thing you're, you're fighting um, you're fighting in all these Japanese cities. All the levels are different Japanese cities. Um, you you're fighting each other. You're throwing each other like into buildings that, that will kind of collapse and throw at each other. So it's r- that rampage in that sense. Yeah, there's the element of rampage there. What I'm curious about is, did you have a preferred monster? Who did you? Who did you main? Um, oh, I meant to write down the names of all the monsters because they are pretty good names. I like the one that was just. It was called something like Mega Ghost, but he looked like a big. He looked a bit like Slimer. Ghostbusters thing, oh, like a I'd, massive, a massive puddle of slime. I would have fucked hard with that guy. I reckon, yeah, I like and oh man, that's a good shout. There's also one that's a a, a kuwanger. <laughs> <laughs> I like him as well. Well, I was actually going to give you shout outs to Mega Man X. I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how hard it was going to be to emulate in Neo I got there. Um, how did you do it? You get you, you built a gaming computer. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I mentioned this previously, but um, my my laptop um, is is dead, and I went to buy a cheap laptop to use while I saved up money for a new one, and I bought one, and then um, my girlfriend phoned me and said I've actually got seen a really good deal on a laptop. Um, I'm going to get I'm going to get it. So I ended up with two laptops and I tried to take the original one back but they didn't let me take it back so I converted it into um, it's a smack G's like, would you think this is me curries yeah <laughs> I know I was um, I didn't read the fine print on the contract I couldn't actually take it back come on man that's how Cambridge Analytica I never read it <laughs> um, so I turned it into uh, um, I uninstalled Windows and installed it on me so it's a system called Lacquer and Laka is basically it's an operating system that wraps around the RetroArch system for right, emulating okay. games. So essentially, when you, when you turn the, the PC on, it boots straight up into RetroArch, and you can control it with your um, wireless controller, and you can play ROMs on it. So it, it's got all the all the emulators built in, but you just download the kind of like a, a zip file that's got all Aye. the different, I guess a, a file representation of all the different chips on the the board of um, the Neo Geo. Um, but like yes, it, um, I've never really played it. It's, it's the same as what the, the guy put on that Wii that I got, man. Just a fucking buffed. Is that yeah. a name you later for the new G or is it meme? Yeah, it's meme. Meme? Is it just meme you use? There's probably other ones, but yeah, I use meme. But um, I've never really played many new G games before. I played um, uh, Metal Slug, but um, they're, they're quite impressive. Like the graphics are. Pretty, it's kind of like the the pinnacle of kind of two D almost. Ah, it's arcade, arcade perfect. Yeah, the, um, it it looked amazing. But, um, to, to the point where it was a, a, when you pressed a button, it was effectively the coin slot adding one credit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had to. Yeah, because you have to. You have to kind of load it up with credits to uh, play. But um, yes, it's it, visually really impressive. You've got the um, the city kind of like living underneath you. There's traffic. There's like trains going about. There's um, cool, there's planes that come like to to shoot you and that. Like um, like the military are coming to try and take down the monsters. 
and you can grab the planes and use them as weapons. I could never really, <laughs> find, I could never really figure out how to do that. It's <laughs> just like it's a pure, it's one of them pure chaotic arcade games, isn't it? Yeah, it's happening. Ah, you fucking. Yeah, and I think I kind of. I, Missed out a wee bit by not playing it in an arcade. I think if you were, if it was you and your pals putting money into it and playing aye. it two player, it would be more fun. Um, aye, I wasn't. Aye. It's. I wasn't very good at it. I don't think. Like I was never. I was never very good at wrestling games. Like um, I had um, uh, WWE, WWF, SmackDown on the PlayStation, and because everyone in school had that. Um, but I think I'd usually spend loads of time on the character creator and not really play the game. He's that type of guy. Character, the character creators were the best thing about those games, though. Like, I was um, too busy putting people through tables and figuring out how to pin them. <laughs> Doing so, oh, couldn't figure it out. <laughs> oh, I, I, uh, I never had Smackdown, Warzone and Attitude. Um, hours and hours well, and hours. I, I, I think it's just a time sink to get good at them. I can hear an analogy, doesn't it? Was on an attitude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking smackhead was on my attitude. <laughs> yeah. Best wrestling game I ever played, that was a Nintendo 64 man. The was N64 it w- was it WCW Thunder. The, w- the w- WCW N64 games are. Uh, considered the best that wrestling was, games was like, uh, I had a WWF Wrestlemania 2000 which used the same engine basically the same game but it had a WWF roster yeah. I always wanted to play uh, WWF in your house for the N64 see that game that was the they, they did Mortal Kombat sprites see, see that game, and that you could shoot fireballs and that, shit like that that was the N64 that was Playstation man are you sure? White background. Sean yeah. Michaels on the front along with. I'm not a hundred percent in myself, but I'm going to do a stewards inquiry here and Google but, this. Uh, but a game you're talking about did use digitised graphics. What's that technique called? Oh man, rotoscoping. Rotoscoping. Yeah, yeah. where's actual actors that you basically stitch together a whole lot of photographs. I want to meet Johnny Cage in real life. The guy that played the fucking games. I wonder if he's the they're the sort of guys that show up at like um, conventions and that. Well, like I was, I was the um, the actor in Mortal Kombat. And your house was out for PlayStation, Saturn, and DOS. So I will concede the point to Mister McCarthy. Actually, yeah. I'm not. I, I'm. I need to Mick say Cord- can I write that down? Mick Cordon just conceded. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man. Hey. Tonight, it's actually not called rotoscoping, by the way, because Post- rotoscoping is what they used in Prince of Persia, where they took an actor and they drew over him. Flashback. Yeah, and flashbacks though. Uh, podcast. But after the podcast, can we revisit what Combat 2? Aye, absolutely. Can we try and beat Kentaro? Can we tell the story? And it, it took us several months. Can we tell the story? Eventually. We can tell the story, aye, obviously. We spent one night trying to beat fucking Mortal Kombat 2. No, was this, this was some point in my early 20s. Me and Deagle. But I think Deagle wasn't there. Deagle happened after. Is it not? <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't there. Um, no, no. Me and you, mate. At the, the, the time we completed it, I, I had moved back to Greenock in my early 20s. Was this from about the time we went to college again or no? Uh, probably, mate, because um, I was Friday at the time. And we just. I, we were both unemployed and drinking together quite a lot. That's just kicking about doing fucking. I was going for shelter, homeless shelter, homeless shelter, fucking everything. Anyways. Um, and I, we get really, really into. I, I went and get a Sega Mega Drive that had been at my granny and grandfather's house for some reason. Um, and granny and grandas house. My nanny and grandas, <laughs> I should say. Um, I remember when you had fucking Bojan there on that as well. We sent, I, I think Mike might have been in the States at the time and we sent him a video message just after we'd completed the I think I was, um, yeah, I was. To play that, complete it. 
Mine we got a Funkatron And we were sitting drinking cans Just pure celebratory Like jubilant like, I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> in America But um, I, I think I had work the next day And I got, a, me- I got a, a video message on my flip phone And I opened up my flip phone Like I, I was asleep at like 1 in the morning And it was just you sending a video Really drunk in the end credits of Mortal Kombat 2 Like Yeah, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh it's victory Was that Johnny Cage mate? In the fucking was Johnny Cage in the It was Because like, we had that on Unlimited Continues. We couldn't we just could not get by Kentaro. Kentaro had been beasting us for weeks, man. Like, <laughs> there's there's just no way to get by. Way to beat him. You got a pixel hunt. Well, we've got to be a certain amount of pixels away from him. Ah right, okay. So that's an attack. Yeah. Else, otherwise we'll just catch you. That's probably stand like par for the course with modern fighting games. And you know, play fighting games are really Easiest fight in the world is show fucking can. <laughs> I beat him first goal with Scott Bain or whatever. Fucking beat him my It's shot. because he pauses to go, you will die. Oh, but he does these taunt things and you can just attack him during like... Oh, he's... So hard. <laughs> but you beat him with Johnny Cage, man. Flawless victory. Flawless victory, man. Eh, hey, good time with the stats, You only need to beat him once, don't you? I can't remember. I think it's one. I think it's one round that fight. Was it Goro's one round? Maybe we can. Anyway, I remember you getting a. You got a flawless flawless victory with Johnny Cage, and it was like what? Aye. But can I just qualify that? That's quite an important point. Goro's one round, and what combat one? That's it. But um, I after all the Jap Kintaro leaders, because Johnny Cage is kind of a meme character. I wouldn't seriously use him, but (laughs) just goes to show you. Oh man, he fucking Johnny Cage is a fair share. You're a bit of a fan. He's got the, the. the thing where he goes to spits and punches you in the nuts. It's too much of an arrogant yank for my liking. He's a Ken Masters of Mortal Kombat. His kick's quite powerful. The one that's like a power. It goes into a hologram and phew, shoots across the screen. That's quite <laughs> In Mortal Kombat, like, all the characters are like, they're either like ninjas that have trained in secret arts all their life, or like demigods, or like alien <laughs> creatures. Johnny Cage is just a, it's just a wee guy. He's a man. Johnny Cage is so Japanese, it's unreal, but it's not. It's American. What's well, Earthbound is. Uh, America, America through the eyes of a Japanese person. This is no, it's, it's, this is a this Japan is like, through the eyes of an American. American. Oh, that's fucks what it is, yeah. I'm yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a couple of stoners that watched Enter the Dragon all the time and went, yeah. You don't know even computer. Toasty. Toasty. Fuck that Mega Drive fucking sound process. But let's get back on the King of the Monsters. Have we got anything else to say about it? Um. The music is fantastic. Like I, um, I've never really watched many. Like, this is ones. fucking praise for Caesar. <laughs> I've never really watched many um, kind of like Godzilla and kaiju films, but I've heard like a wee bit of what the music sounds like. It's all that kind of like um, uh, the kind of Japanese like chanting and the kind of heavy drums and all that. Like it had loads of that, that going on. That was pretty cool. Can you give us an example? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to ask me this every time and I'm always going to say no. I'll tell you Eliza's broadcast. <laughs> um, but um, the the sound chip on the Neo Geo, I kind of I kind of looked this up. So like, I've kind of talked about like the um, the NES, which had like um, tone generators. Um, the the SNES had samples, and the Sega Mega Drive was FM synthesis. The Neo Geo actually had all of that put together, so it was the best of like all, um, best of all worlds. Um, so the guy, it was just a whole load of different um, uh, elements kind of put together, and it, it just sounded pretty, pretty amazing. I'm going to 
steer us on maybe to our final game because we are well over the hour mark. That's already. a long one. Um, can I just say a final thing that I really like about King of the Monsters? Of course you can. Um, there's a there's an like an announcer character and at the start of every level there's a wee voice sample of this like really panicked sounding Japanese guy and it's like um, <laughs> the monsters have arrived in Kyoto everyone is everyone is panicking you mu- you must leave the area immediately <laughs> then the face starts that's but good. when you complete the game you see him you see the, the announcer and he's uh, he's on television and he's like um, this monster has come out on top. Um, there's no, there's no other monsters left. Humanity's doomed. And um, we're all gonna die. It's like, oh no, oh no, they're outside. The monsters outside. Ah! And then, and, then, and then it kind of cuts to static. So I'm glad that he he got pride of place. In and there. then you get your Slimer guy being like, yes, I'm the yeah. fucking king of the monsters. Slimy fucker. Is it a moth? A moth. Moth. Oh, there's always a Mothra. There's not. Mo- there's not a Mothra. Mothra's my what? favourite, but there's not. There's not a Mothra. Maybe Mothra's the best Godzilla villain. She's about all Japanese monsters. She's got a Mothra. Is Rodan in it? I like it. <laughs> uh, what was Rodan again? I think he's a big lizard, <laughs> but like a uh, shit one, not like a dinosaur. There's something really freaks me out about compound eyes. There's a weird character in it, and he just looks like a big, a big guy, like a big, a massive man with insect eyes. Compound I don't know what that's a reference to. Maybe that's a, <gasps> maybe that's one of the. Um, they gave uh, me heebie-jeebies. Rodan is a pterodactyl kaiju. Oh, I should that's clarify. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but maybe he's like a, um, a, what you call it? Like, what was the thing that Power Rangers was based off that kind of genre? Super, oh. super Sentai or something. Yeah, maybe he's like, a Super Sentai guy. That is a fucked up concept. I couldn't believe that when I heard that. That Power Rangers was like, Japanese. Some of it was shot in the US. All the just, fight scenes were just that's, like. That's, that's my fucking Japanese program. That's, that's why the yellow Power Rangers tits disappear. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a guy during the fight scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't believe like, the black one was called Zach and he was a black one. <laughs> <laughs> no. See if you watch season one of Power Rangers as well. Like oh. a guy wears an, a, a medallion that's just Africa and he wears like dashikis and walks in doing all these oh, pure no. hip hop like movements. Pink man's got a skirt and a fucking. Uh, Kimberly. The yellow one is he? I love, I love Kimberly. Yellow one was uh, Asian descent. Asian descent, F- but at least they were definitely diverse. They were, and the white one was the leader. Tommy. I liked it better when Jason was the leader. leader. Nah, Jason. Green Ranger away, way, man. I like your brooding fucking ponytail. And they played a Who fucking. Rocky? Did Rocky not come in? He was the leader for a while. That was was that a different? Was that like Power Rangers? Goal? No, this was still the Mighty Morphins. Blue was Billy. <laughs> he was a wee dick. <laughs> Doug Eddie's not. Awesome. Who was the one that was in gay porn? Do you know what I think that Billy, 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 Billy looked like John Major when he was younger. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you go off on a John Major kick here, right? Let's talk about Rock and Knight. I'll tell you a bit later, right? But, but John right. Major said to me, right? right. <laughs> Did he go? That's, that's a premium episode. <laughs> sort of Patreon. Do you know, most people think I'm a grey, bland, boring old cunt. And they're right. Aye. <laughs> 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 no. um, Sandy. I'll never forgive Tories. I'll never forgive Tories, but the guy. Oh, Gives a mean blowjob. The guy can talk. Right. Rocket Knight yeah. Adventures. I'm Rock- going to say the reason I picked it for Andy was because um, for me, it's one of your top tier Sega Mega Drive games, man. It's 
What's up, Bella? We're the best of them. Talking about uh, your fucking King of the Monsters being a feast for the senses. Everything. Fucking Rocket Knight's gorgeous. The soundtrack's amazing. All the sound effects fucking click in the right way. Everything about it is right. Me and Andy were talking about it earlier. You never... It's a game that never takes a breath. See, any time the action might be about to slow down, Aye. boom, introduces some other gameplay mechanic. You oh, get a flying yeah. section. Or if it's getting a wee bit slow, sure buff, air a fucking mini-boss yeah, for you. Constantly fucking action, action, well, action, action. Yeah. It's fucking dynamite. I only, I only played it a, a little bit just to prepare for this podcast, but I, it's, like, okay. it's, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty impressive. And I think I would have loved it. Let's, let's, let's hear what you thought of it. I played it as a child as well, so I've hey, got fucking I'm those tinted glasses. I'm tempted to categorise it with a term, but I think Mega Man Lake would dare to the service. I just... It's, it's kind of its own thing. I don't know. It's a it's a mascot platformer, uh, but it's it's, it's very uh, much it's very it cuts much it cuts its own path. I think it's very much a product of the anthropomorphic animal crazy early nineties. They didn't just <laughs> they, they didn't just go like you know like Bubsy where they're like oh I we'll make a Sonic we can do a Sonic and then you just have some, a, a character this that goes a, fast. This is well crafted, man. They yeah. did they did something else. Uh, something. This is a. Uh, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll break it down at stages. Uh, first of all, I'll talk about uh, the mechanics and the way a game actually plays. Uh, I mean, uh, there is an, anthropomorph- an anthropomorphic animal, but the best games featuring anthropomorphic animals also had good game mechanics. So Sonic had that fluidity um, in movement. Um, Bubsy had that flying mechanic and stuff. It's not very good, though. It's, it's not bad. I, I, I think it gets in a hard time as well, actually. I think the fact how, how big your levels were in Bubsy, like, vertically. I think the fact you could fly and all that stuff. But it's, it's, not a, it's sort of... It's different. It's, a, it's all about a jetpack. You need to sit, stand back and be tactical about how you use a jetpack. You've got not only a jump, which is standard, but you have a jetpack, um, which is a mechanic that... It can sort of be used in different ways. It can be manipulated to to sort of be used as an attack, or it can be manipulated to be used to get access to certain places, or even um, it could be a requirement to use to actually move from one part of the stage to the other. So it's um, pinging off wall to wall to wall as well. So it's a it's a mechanic that's required rather than a mechanic that's just throwaway. You know, a lot of these platformers have got. Um, mechanics you might only use once or twice. Uh, a gimmick. A gimmick, guy. This is an integral part of the game. Um, uh, the reason why it reminded me of Mega Man um, is from a point of view of how the game actually plays. Like, when. I mean, you're, you're jumping along a 2D plane, which is just the same as most 2D platforms, obviously. But the sprites are about the same size as Mega Man X. Um, the movement. Of the sprites is the same as Mega Man X. Um, when you're attacking enemies, it's the same sort of idea that like one hit kills them and stuff like that. Um, and you've got projectiles to sort of dodge. Well, you said an interesting thing to me earlier where you said this is a SNES game that just happened yeah, to be on the Mega Drive. I, I, would, I would definitely say that. Um, it's actually quite strange because it, you do get that feeling from start to finish with this game. Um, what was it that made you think more like a, a SNES game than a Mega Drive one? Uh, well, for instance, uh, the Mega Drive was inferior at displaying uh, sprite scaling yeah. to the SNES. And this game has got a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, for instance, uh, this game can have up to five or six sprites 
the size of that there, I'm sure you'd like to know. Oh yeah, on uh, a screen. Can you explain what you're showing here? Because it's just not a very good podcast. We're, we're, <laughs> we're looking at a metallic steak with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten segments that are bigger than the actual sprite you play with. Will you find this, this on one of the side-scrolling rocket sections? I, I think I remember the I box. Think it's I, a bit like radius. Aye. Um, well, I shoot them up. Right, this is this is what I'm going to get in a minute. You start off as a 2D platformer, and then you, you think that you've sussed out the, the formula, so it's 2D platforming and then boss, and then back to 2D platforming. This changes it up a wee bit. You do 2D platforming to beat the boss, and then all of a sudden you're playing Gradius. Aye. <laughs> you know? It's a wee um, bit like Dynamite Heady in that regard, it kind of keeps pulling the rug from under you. Do you know what? For not to fucking shit on what you were saying, but for me, I would say Mel Heady less Mega Man. Yeah. But, um, you know just in terms of variety point? and. Aye. There's a few <clears> things <throat> I want to touch on as well. Um, every stage has got its own culture of genius. For instance, um, the dynamics of the level, things that shouldn't even be dynamic are dynamic in this game. And I'll give you an example stage three, where you've got the lava. Do you remember this level? Oh, see the where um, you have to look at the reflection yeah, of what's happened. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's so clever. So, see when you realise that's what's going on, you're like, you're like fuck, this is a great game. Yeah. So you're playing on a plane, right? Yeah. Um, and there's lava coming up and down, and the lava comes to a certain level, but just below you. Yeah. Right. So you need to run down the war parts before the lava comes back up. Yeah. Standard, right? Yeah. But you get to this point in a game where you can see a reflection. Okay. And you can only see the reflection of the platforms you've got to jump in the bottom. Oh my god. So and the, for, the foreground is covering up what's happening yeah. on the top so, half of the screen. So, so you have to look to the lava. So your gravity is inverted, so your jump you're no I'm Sonic when you've got to jump up for the gravity when the yeah, gravity yeah. changes. Same sort of idea. So you're looking at the lava to do your jump. To see so the gravity so oh the gravity is inverted. So the so the platforms are off screen but they're reflected on the lava. Yes. That's, that's incredible. And, uh, so good, man. That's a great <laughs> wee game. They're using static background as dynamic, you know, level yeah. objects. I like them. Um, I only played the first couple of levels, but I like the whole. Um, levels have a kind of a bit, a bit of a narrative where, like, you know, you can see in the background like the giant spider things attacking the castle, and then you get to the castle, and then it's been attacked by the. That was a wee bit like. Um, I like that. A wee bit like Sonic Three. I like the I, fucking kind of fist in the air fucking ideology of the game where yeah. these fucking technologically advanced pigs show up and start fucking up the possum <laughs> people and that so this cunt's like I'm not having it and rises up again is that what like, he is he's a possum he's an, yeah, an, an old possum oh, like, oh, oh, pig, I don't know this is they are different animals it's a box standard Star Wars right now isn't it pig star oh I, well the pig star is the final level yeah Aye. Well, Which, everyone loved everyone loved um, well, Star Wars. Well, Death Egg Zone, you know what I mean? Sonic 3, anyway. But um, you've got the levels sort of manipulate themselves as well. So you could be standing on a flat surface, right? Yeah. But all of a sudden, there's lava, and that melts everything around you temporarily. Okay. So it'll warp the plane you're walking on. Yeah. It'll go down, it'll go up. And you've got to dodge this projectile at the same time. Do you remember uh, stage two has this thing where you you have to play certain parts in the background and the foreground by passing I, through waterfalls and yeah, stuff like yeah. that as well? Like I'm trying to think what game started that. Um, uh, do you know what games actually started that? Castlevania? Ah, uh, yeah. Castlevania, you know? the mechanic where there's two planes, yeah, there's a 2D plane here and then you can go behind the veil yeah. and there's a 2D plane behind that. Right. So it's a sort of pseudo-3D. Yeah, there's layers. There's layers, I. It's, what would they call that in films? Citizen Kane was very famous for it. 
Ah, I don't know. Uh, this may be a better question. No. no. What was it called? Citizen Kane, where they had that going on behind that. I'm not too sure. Let's call it Parallax, because <laughs> I don't know the technical that's, term. That's the idea. Um, so I had a lot of that, man. And it, it's as if they sat down and said, right, this level is going to be a world of its own, and it's going to have its own dynamics. That team can deal with that. Next stage, this team can deal with that. And what you've got is no two levels are the same. Yeah. No two levels are the same in this game. Also, you know in normal formula structure of 2D platformers where you complete the level and then there's a boss? Yeah. A boss will turn up one third into the level here. <laughs> That's, yeah, just completely throwing you for a loop. Anyway, I am. One of the bosses I've really enjoyed was um, the one with the snake that busts through the three areas at the top and it's sort of like a cup game where you've got to guess where the boss is under. Aye. Yeah. You don't know where he's going to come through. Uh, he's going yeah. to come through that way, that way or that way. And um, there is, if you sit there long enough, you can work out the, you can work out the, what you call it, the pattern. Yeah. So that differentiates it from Mega Man to a certain extent, because Mega Man bosses don't have I love it, but they're It's just, Peter Rock scissors, this one's weak against the fire gun, this one's weak uh, against the ice gun. Exactly. Sparks, they're just as a fucking jetpack and salt. Yeah. <laughs> this game, though, um, is a lot easier than Mega Man to a certain it's, extent. Did you complete it? No, I got it stage five. Gets, it does a fucking difficulty cuff, man. I've, <laughs> ne- I've never beat it without save states. No? No. But, um, see, to be honest with you, the game is... I wasn't expecting what I got. I was expecting something along the lines of Kid Chameleon or something. Just face screenshots. Oh, I, mean, I think you can... Um, you know, screenshot, right? Um, I think you can quite clearly draw a line in the Mega Drive's life where it was like... It was a BC and AD. It was like... Platformers before Sonic and platformers after Sonic. It doesn't look like much here, does it? Um, I think there's that, but if you see that in motion, that's what I'm talking about. There's Aye. like the, the things going on in the background and yeah. that. That's something that's but it's like if you, really well. if you ask somebody their top three or top five Mega Drive games, Rocket Knight Adventures, Is it? I, like for for me definitely. It's, very see, obscure, any, it's, not, it's not on very many people's list. I would think it would be. See if I heard it in somebody's list, I would be like, ah, I would agree. Yeah, I would yeah, agree totally fucking, yeah. Yep, carry on. It's if I heard uh, Kid Chameleon in somebody's list, I would be like, ah, what? You know, <laughs> let's transport ourselves back to the other nineties, right? If if somebody couldn't afford a SNES and they went, listen, what's fucking what's a SNES like? Something like that. Play Rocket League Adventures. That's a close thing that we need. Well, to, to go for the nostalgia factor of this podcast, um, my Auntie Mary, God rest her, this was one of the games that she had at her gaff. Oh, yeah, so I had a, a, a cool auntie um, who's no longer with us, but she had a Game Gear and all. Um, and she had a Mega Drive she had fucking Roll to the Rescue and fucking <laughs> Rocket Knight <laughs> Adventures she played a lot of Columns 3 as well man she was fucking into good games I reckon do you, um, want, to, but, do you want to bring up the, um, the the inherent darkness of Roll to the Rescue because you mentioned it on Facebook but, no we'll, we'll be doing we'll be doing a, I'm, I'm going to be game one of you Roll to the Rescue oh, I was going to fucking do it next time um, <laughs> but one of you somebody will be playing Roll to the Rescue um, you'll know it's not as good you'll know enjoy it like Rocket Knight it's, it's not it's not oh that God. kind of game, no. It's not a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really, it's a really logical fucking test, which you probably like. It's a puzzle game. It's 
fucking weird though. It, 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 See, the dance. whole thing's got a very melancholic, somber kind of. But it plays these kind of. Got all the animals look kind of depressed. It's like Dark Souls. It's a very cutesy. Well, not hacks. Don't call things Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> Anything melancholic and difficult is Dark Souls. I am now a journalist. <laughs> but, um, in terms of Rocket Knight, I, I can see why people would. I'm very glad you liked it. Oh, it was lovely. It was a lovely game. Well, I mean, it's the fact that you can never get too comfortable because you don't know what's coming next. And the only, thing, the only thing you can take a breather is when it says stage clear. Aye. But stages can be that you can start off in a forest. And it's not just a forest level for the full stage. You can end up on the roller coaster thing where you've got to jump on that. In minecart section. So, so a stage can consist of three different worlds, which leads to my obvious point that each and each level here was thought out by Konami. Aye. Um, with expert precision. And it's actually, I would say, instead of level design, I would say level crafting because it's a very well crafted game. One of my favourite things about the wee man, Sparkster, the mascot character, the titular Rocket Knight, is he's got a very good scunnered face. <laughs> every every yeah. now and again you'll get a wee cut scene where there's no text, just mm. something plays out and like, something will happen and he'll just have this look in his face like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 most, yeah. most, ca- most characters are quite smiley, they're quite badass. Rocket Knight is like, oh here we go. movement and uh, Sparkhouse, I said that a jump was too far and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit too far to move Well, there you go. That's, it's got a perfect jump. Controls beautifully. Perfect jump. It doesn't really... Ah, there's no, there's not really a uh, float jump. The... the, the Quack are, shot, by the way, for my money, has the worst yeah. float jump and... <laughs> I mean, you do... It never really restricts you. You know how some days in, in platforms you get restricted by the, the physics of the character? But sometimes, like, it doesn't jump far enough, even though you're pressing the button and doing it perfectly like you would never have a platformer, but you're not getting the respected response. This doesn't do that. That's good level design. Putting everything in the right exact right distance from each other. This is this is a good. But I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Rocket Knight has a tightness of design yeah. that, like, do you know? Sometimes you're playing a game and you die and you go like that. Fuck this. That wasn't yeah. fair. Uh, Every time you die in Rocket Knight, you're like, you I wasn't are, good enough. You know. <laughs> it, it was. It's never the game's fault. You never feel I, like it was the game's <laughs> fault, man. It's, it's always on you. Like you I, lava, if you hit a lava once, it kills you. One hit. So you're trying to beat the lava, so you know what your challenge is. Yeah, you're like, I haven't been careful enough there or whatever. It's not like fucking Sonic Advance where you're running along carefree and all of a sudden there's like a a bottomless pit out of nowhere. Fucking cheap shot. (laughs) Mega Man 2 is the best one for that, isn't it? Anyways, there's a method to it, man. This is Mega Man 2, though. I I think people kind of don't like give the Mega Drive enough respect for like how how inventive it was with platformers. Like, it, it took the platformer genre in a lot of different crazy directions. Like, platformers for a while, it was pretty much just, you've played Mario, you've played everything. There's right. a lot of love for uh, Rocket Knight in modern times, man. It's been it's seen as sort of like a, an unappreciated gem. It is. Yeah. It's obscure. And uh, I've never seen it. I've never, know how you always got a wee pile of games. It's, if you met somebody's who's to the Mega Drive, you had a wee pile. Was, they always had the Lion King. They always did Sonic 1, Sonic 2. <laughs> but uh, they never had this. I think, unfortunately, more people played Sparkstar. But the sequel was just called Sparkstar. And it was out on the Mega Drive and out on the SNES. And it wasn't as good. Like, it just, everything about it was just a bit Konami, lesser. Still I played. Aye. I played Sparkstar because I had this this weird idea in my head that like the sequel is always going to be better than the original. Rocket and Knight this is one of the cases so where it's much not. better, man. No, uh, look. See, the, the thing is, 
they, they, they made a sorry to interrupt you there they made a what a 2014 or something like that Sparkster as well really? with fucking all new done up graphics and stuff yeah. and still just they've never managed to nail it like they did with that first yeah. game <laughs> see I think they call it Mega Man Light because you only get one weapon but see it's not a weapon it's a enhancement to your movement and it can be manipulated like there's a there's a power bar and how far you shoot depends on how much you pull a bar you've got. But a lot of time enemies are coming through angles. Yeah. So you've not got much time to use it. To decide. Some of the bosses require you to use that to get on the other side of them because it makes it easier to yeah. oh, if you get behind the boss it makes it easier to hit them and stuff. Aye. But the only way to do that is to time it perfectly before a projectile comes. So if you've got to get it five bars up and that's the only way to go over and you've got to make sure you time it properly. There's a couple of wee tricks I can show you, man. See the at-at what goes in the first level? I can fuck them up and stuff like that. There's a few wee kind of button manipulations you can <laughs> right. do to fucking wreck everything, man. It's, but see, you've got a, a narrow um, vertical part of the level and you don't know how to get up it. And you would use your rocket to... Yeah. To get up to each side. I thought it was a good audio representation of that actually happened. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... Do you know what? Uh, when I seen it, when I was looking at this game, I was expecting Kid Chameleon. I ended up getting Mega Man. Well, we're running on a wee bit, but I would be remiss in my fucking podcast duties if I didn't bring up Axel Gear. Are you talking about a guy for Streets of Rage? No, he's Axel Gear. The, the Axel Gear is that. And we cut scenes between levels. I didn't watch There's it. like a fucking bad rock at night and this mad purple armour and he's got a scar and he robs a princess and that. Oh no no, he's not he man. After the roller coaster. He's another rock at night man and he's called Axel Gear. See a bit with a roller coaster and you've got to jump on him and Aye. then the woman gets took away after Axel Gear, mate. Right, this is him. And fucking so he's a, he used to be one of the boys, he was a rock at night like you. And then he fucked off and joined the pigs because he got a better paycheck, man. And you loved him like a brother, and now you have to fight him. And if you get to the last levels, man, you get to a fucking a typical Rocket Knight fashion of uh, just changing things up now and again to see what happens. You jump into a big giant mech, and Axel Gear jumps into a big giant mech, and you do a kind of robo boxing match, <laughs> like rock em, sock em robots. <laughs> you have to try and knock his robot out, and he's trying to knock your robot out. It's fucking great fun. But uh, I Rocket Knight had a Shadow the Hedgehog before Sonic did, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, well, I think um, it's probably time for us to hand over our, our games to each other for let's next do our, time. A bequeathments. That's how we gathered at the time, this podcast actually took my. Uh, we're at about an hour and a half, Mark, by now. Not too bad, My God, well, there's plenty um, I can cut out. What is, uh, is it? An hour and a half, really? Well, we're generally about an hour. It's fine. We're, we're just a bit. We're, we're just a wee bit out of practice. But um, <laughs> Andy, why don't you tell me what your game you're getting me? Uh, well, didn't you get a bloodborne? I'll do a twenty deal. Just tell me the game. Mass adventures are. Flink for the Mega Drive. Mega Drive. The Misadventures of Flink for the Sega Mega Drive. Flink. What the fuck is the Misadventures of Flink? Well, we'll we'll, we'll be covering that next episode, (laughs) I can't wait. Uh, Mick, what game have you got for Andy? So, um, I know this is like a um, a, a strongly um, Sonic orientated podcast, but. I'm going to make an exception because I'm going to give you one of my favourite platformers on the SNES, which is Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Okay. 
Trigun. And I know you like things that are trippy, there's a certain part in this game that's very trippy. It's all quite trippy. Um, <laughs> oh, and it's probably quite apt because you've got a crying baby at home and you're going to have to deal with crying baby Mario. It's going to be a bit too real. Is that a Yoshi game rather than a Mario game? Yeah. yeah. You go Yoshi yeah. with Baby it's Mario. Good. I think back. you'll really like I it, played, man. It's I played great. Yoshi's story for the N64 and that. That was a sequel, but it's kind of considered not as good. The uh, best part about it was the title screen because it was a bunch of Yoshis in a choir going, wah, 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 wah. Is it Gary um, and finally, I'm going to Game McCormick, the Pokemon trading card game for the Game Boy. This, um, this combines all of my nerdy interests into one. Also <laughs> and, as, I never played it as also a. Also known as FIFA Ultimate Team. <laughs> I, I never played it as a wee guy. Um, and as I was showing you there, I started playing it on my phone and racked up just about 12 rules on it. See, trying to build the Ultimate Deck, which we can talk about deck strategies after you've played it for a yes. wee bit. It's actually kind of fun because you can make a deck that just beats everything and breaks the game and makes it really easy. Because the, the AI <laughs> wasn't very powerful. Oh, man. No spoilers, man. Pokemon trading card game, there you go. Right, can, can we wait? just do one last wee bit? Go for it. This one um, is just a tribute to our European listeners. <laughs> We're coming to the end of our relationship with the European Union, but what I would say is that the only thing we can do is pass on we've learnt this generation to our next. Otherwise, the shadows of bigotry can emerge again and can be the ruin of this unfortunate geographical location which is close to a lot of bitterness and resentment that's only been felt less than a generation ago. So uh, if this doesn't reach anyone, that's fine. However, I would like to reach everybody in Scotland, especially the West Coast, and say let's use what we've learnt in the last 20 or so years and pass it on to the next generation. And I'm sure that Brexit will be a start of a new day for Scotland. What is, what is it? So you're either talking about Sonic, looking up the Fitbit scores, or fucking Nelson Mandela? What is, what's going on here? That's just what you get. Right, serious Neddy. Um, see you guys in a fortnight. Peace, bitches.